Um, so Ben sold the. S- whoa, 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 you can't just like jump right in. We got to acknowledge that we have oh, a hey. third person. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jason. Tom here. Brokaw. Jason's here with us. Go ahead and say hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. <laughs> of Sounds a little robotic. Uh, is he really here, or is he just like here in spirit? No, he's here. <laughs> he drove all the way in just for this podcast. I just did. for the podcast, I not did. for Christmas. I would do that for you guys. Yeah, you would. Best. It's a 31-hour round trip. Jeez. <sighs> it's a long plane ride. <laughs> Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> we'll probably get to some serious stuff, but you wanted to tell a story about your oh, son's chocolates. About, yeah, so Ben sold the second most chocolates at Dundee Highlands. Wow. And so they give you, like, prizes. Um, like, they give you, like, $75 for selling over X amount of boxes. You sold $1,000 worth of chocolates. Here's 75 bucks. <laughs> it was literally, like, $998 worth of chocolate that he sold. Damn it. You were close. Um, and then they let you grab, like, you know, uh, six envelopes, little manila envelopes out of a, you know, stocking, and they each have different dollars in them. And so, like, Ben, like, ended up pocketing, like, a hundred and, like, twelve, oh, shit. Like 112 bucks. Nice. And Anna goes, Ben, what do you want to do with it? And he goes, we should do something nice for the police and for the firefighters. Aww. And I said, Aww. oh, God, you're definitely your mother's kid. And uh, so we decided on Big Apple Bagels. Um, I don't know if you guys have had it. It's an Elgin. It's fucking fantastic. Best bagels around. I don't best, think I'm familiar with that oh, one. Oh, best schmears around, too. Big Apple Bagels. That used to be a chain, right, in this area? No. You're, if, well, are you thinking Great American? Maybe. Well, Big Apple is technically, I don't know if it's a chain, but there are multiple locations. Okay. Um, I thought there was one in Elgin. But they're all independently owned, kind of. like I think they're franchised off or whatever. But anyways, so we decided we'd go get a, a dozen for the firefighters, a dozen for the police, and then a dozen for us. And we went to the firehouse, and I've done this before where, like, I've dropped off stuff to say thanks. Like, when they helped us clean up after Blue Root got vandalized. Oh. Like, we dropped off dinners for them. And, like, you walk, That's into, cool. you walk into the lobby, and during off hours, you call, and, like, somebody's supposed to answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, nobody answered. And luckily, the story I was telling you before we started recording is um, the village manager had left his card at the restaurant and he had texted me. I didn't have his number before that. And so luckily I just texted him back. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. Whoa, 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 wait. He, you didn't have his number and he just randomly texted you like. He must have got it from somebody Does he town. have that kind of power? Like, do they he, have well, every, access to our cell phones? No, but everybody everybody in town has my number. Oh, that's fair. So, like, he probably just texted one of a dozen people and, like, got my phone number. But Kevin's worked, the town whore. Well, yeah. Everybody's had a ride. Um... <laughs> I mean, yeah, bicycle. Yeah. Everyone, he's the town bicycle. BC Clay does. But um, I was able to text him back, like, hey, uh, I'm sure you got a direct line to the fire department. Can you tell them there's a dozen bagels sitting in their little vestibule area? <laughs> <laughs> but it was really awesome. We went to the police station. They were there. I did not know. They have the same thing. Off hours, there's a little phone. You pick it up, and it says dial 8911 to speak with an officer. It doesn't say you're going to call emergency services. It did. So <laughs> I, I'm ringing him, like, okay, hopefully this isn't, you know. Oh, get me in trouble. No. And the lady goes, uh, 911, what's your emergency? I go, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, I'm so sorry. I'm sitting at the police station right now. My son has bagels for the police or for, the, for the, uh, the police officers. And the phone said to dial 8911. She goes, oh, you're fine. I'll send an officer out. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> that is an emergency. <laughs> what they kind of smear did you bring? <laughs> jalapeno and scallion. Oh, then it's Ooh, an emergency. Scallion. We gotta get that going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they were sweet, dude. They like brought him in. They did a little selfie with him. And oh, that's you know. cool. One of them was Officer Blake, who was actually there to help uh, us clean up after. Oh, that's cool. The vandalism too. But enough about me. Let's talk about Jason. Jason, He's here. if if you've been listening to the podcast a long, long time, like uh, me, yeah, uh, <laughs> you would know uh, we interviewed Jason a while back. Jason, like two and a half years ago. Yeah, Jason works at a food pantry out in Colorado and does a little bit of everything to make sure it keeps running. But he really educated us on food food scarcity and how food pantries work how you can contribute to them and and just ensure that they keep going because they do so much for the community at hand. So we knew he was coming and we're like, we got to do this again. First, we went to the assembly and had yeah. a delicious burger with Billy. A wonderful burger. Yeah. 10 out of 10 would recommend for those of you that live in the area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, it's worth a 31-hour drive. Yeah. Um, Round trip. Round trip. Uh, and so we're glad to have you back. Jason, how was the trip in? How's your Christmas break been? What's what's new in life? Uh, trip in was good. I uh, One of the nice things about driving is I don't have to leave at any certain day or time. Yeah. I you know shoot for a window and then I watch for the weather to be good. And driving out here, weather was perfect. Drive was boring. And that's exactly what you want. Uh, it's been nice to be home. Um Seen some people, mostly just laid around, watched various shows and movies, and uh, what what show have you been catching up on? Uh, so while I was here, I watched I would watched a couple episodes before I left Colorado, but I watched the majority of it here, um, and that was C on Apple Plus. Okay, Jason Momoa's yeah. new show. Okay, incredible, really incredible. Okay, uh, premise is, and there's a theme here with the shows that I watch or, or gravitate to. Uh, it's post-apocalyptic. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, Most of the good ones are. Yeah, right? Um, it's post-apocalyptic. A And this is... Uh, the timing is great on it, too. Um, some sort of virus. They don't really talk about it, but some sort of uh, pandemic sure. ravaged the globe, killed off most of the population, and those that survived lost their eyesight. It destroyed their eyes. Mm. <clears throat> and oh. so... The world is left with a population of unseeing people, Ooh. and they've adapted in in very cool ways. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it starts with kind of introducing you to that. Um, they planned it, I believe, uh, for three seasons. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So it has a, a a design start, a design finish. The story arc moves nicely in between. Yeah, it's not one of those where like, oh, we've got more seasons, let's tack on some stuff. Yeah. Or, oh, we were canceled early, let's rush and finish this. Right. It just everything flows great. It's it's really? a wonderful show. Um, it's uh, tangential, I'd say, to like a Game of Thrones where there's tribes and warring factions and. Um, you know, one of the themes that they kind of allude to is that humanity will never lose its need to fight and war. Oh, okay. You know, and destroy each other. How do blind um, people fight? It is very cool. Sonar. Oh. oh. He's Aquaman. Yeah. I should have seen that coming. No, but like some of the things they do, and one of the things they do that I did not realize um, was a thing, like, I don't know, eons ago in our own history, but... The way they record 
their history mm-hmm. is in knots on a string. It's also how they do messaging. So if I wanted to send a message to Brian that I'm coming over today, I would tie that message on a string and send it with a courier to him. But like they flash at one point to a, like a council meeting and there are what are essentially stenographers in the corners tying off the conversation and it's reeling up into a giant spool on the ceiling and then they get stored in an archive and oh my gosh yeah that's actually kind of interesting the production value on the show is very well done yeah one of my (laughs) friends actually told me that that was a thing like i don't know romans or back further or something sure gosh how often do you think about the roman empire Oh, yeah. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Uh, that's really interesting. I think Apple has done a really nice job with a lot of their shows. I know Ted Lasso is the same thing. It was three seasons and done. And yeah. Now they might do a spinoff or something like that. And that's fine. Yeah, and they. I, I would love it. But I just think it was just when they have that plan in place, it just flows so much better. I also know it's difficult to make that kind of investment when you're not Sure, the biggest com- you're not the biggest company in the world, the most profitable company. It's but difficult. I know. They- Apple has enough cash on hand to eliminate the U.S. debt. God, that's <laughs> way to go, crazy. Apple. <laughs> I think. <clears throat> I think it's just interesting, though. At least I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere in Some, a book. Somebody should fact check that. <laughs> Don't. I, they, I think that's they, a precursor to every episode that we put out. Fact check us. <laughs> Well, not Brian, but Kevin for sure. No, I, I've needed to be fact-checked before. But yeah, like there's another one I would also highly recommend on Apple Plus called Silo. Okay, I have heard of this one. Post, I have not heard of that one. Post-apocalyptic. Okay. Um, except in this case, what's left of humanity is living in a massive underground silo, but nobody knows why. Nobody knows what happened. History's been destroyed. And everybody follows a certain set of rules and doesn't go outside, but nobody knows why they do that. Um, and it's extremely well done, loaded with intrigue and yeah. plot twists. And Common's in it, and he does a wonderful Ooh, job. Oh, I love Common. Yeah. Um, and the last scene of the last episode will explode your cranium. Hmm. Sick. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I, I, we just got the, uh, the Apple TV thing, and... Uh, we got it because I got on an iPad for Christmas. Nice. And anytime you buy an Apple yeah, product, well, you get three free months. Yeah. Well yeah. done. And uh, so they have a, they have a Ben is really into Godzilla, and so we're gonna watch the new Monarch show, yep. which he's super pumped about. Um, but they seem to have been really doing it up. Um, I think of, they're doing a wonderful job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they get a lot of really great ta- like a lot of great talents in there too. Um, have you seen Love and Monsters? No. That's one that it's it's a little bit it's a little cheesy. It's like kind of like comedy, um, but it's I think you might have to like rent it on Amazon. Oh no, they have it. It's on Netflix for free right now. Uh, Are you talking about Death and Robots? No, Love oh, and Monsters. Okay, it's got the kid from Maze Runner, um, but it's the same thing. Like they're basically there's a comet or comets coming towards Earth or asteroids coming towards Earth. They're about Sounds to like hit. Don't look up. Um, and they decide to shoot it with missiles and the, Armageddon. the chemical, yeah, the chemicals that are in the missiles mutate all of the creatures on earth uh, and turn like, you know, cockroaches into these like giant beasts. You know what I mean? That does and sound so everybody kind of lives in an underground bunker. Um, it's, I really Sounds like a it. bug's life. It's just like a bug's life. It's pretty much word for word rip off. Don't look up was a terrible movie. <laughs> what? 
so depressing. I expected to have fun, and it oh, was so no. it was so um, plausible and and real. And I was like, "Well, that sucked." Now I'm depressed. <laughs> I thought, "Well, yeah, yeah." So it was I, it was a great movie, but yeah. it it was tough to yeah, but swallow. I wanted to laugh. I didn't want like my reality thrown in my face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like when I watched The Big Short. Yeah, yeah even yeah. though that is based on a real story, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, people so, are people are assholes. So for those of you listening, don't look up as the movie that was, I believe, Oscar nominated with Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah, Jonah Hill, Hill, and Meryl yep. Streep. Yeah, and it portrays a very Trumpian like administration with their reluctance to follow science, and there is a comet heading towards Earth asteroid and uh it gives very realistic depictions i would say of while they don't call them this elon musk and jeff bezos yeah <laughs> yeah they are referred to as different character names in the movie but you can tell who they're trying to get at yeah they do a really nice job of depicting what america is and how we behave at the highest levels i'm trying to think of the name of the show that i just watched and you might have turned me on to it brian nice but it's got billions uh, no, 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 no. It I'm was watch um, oh, it's so good. Oh, it was all about. I think it's called Comey. Maybe like, you didn't turn me on, but there's a James Comey like mini series, and I want to say it was on Netflix, no, or I Hulu. But it was. I fantastic. think it was on Hulu. And whoever they got to play Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, I mean, they knocked it out of the park. It was really good. It's so it's not Shane Gillis. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. He does a great Trump, though. <laughs> he does a fantastic Donald Trump. Um, we talked about this last time when he's talking about, like, El Baghdadi, and he gives that yeah. long speech. Yeah. Oh, man. I could watch him do that impression, like, over and over again and still enjoy it just as much. <laughs> Shane Gillis is a really interesting comedian. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He's a goof. <clears throat> he's a goofball, that's for sure. But he sets it up in a way that is very accessible. And mm-hmm. and I think we were talking about this because we brought up yeah we brought yeah. up Matt Rife ah yes and like Matt Rife is very inaccessible and you can't tell if he's serious behind his jokes right and I brought up the comedian Anthony Jeselnik who oh man <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a while yeah Anthony Jeselnik does a really nice job of he's always so dark you can tell it's a bit it's a character it's yeah. a caricature of himself and not there's like no truth to him you know or or daniel tosh very similar daniel tosh just had a joke about like he started a podcast and it's it's doing very well and he was interviewing someone and she was she asked him if he had any kids and he's like well 17 and she's like what and he's like i count all the abortions (laughs) and like He's always made me laugh. Daniel Tosh yes. delivers it in a way where you're like, this is so absurd. Yeah. Right? And so I part think... Of, part Shane of Gilles Daniel Tosh's fun, though, for me, is seeing his facial expressions when he's doing the jokes, like yeah. on Tosh.0. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys ever jump on Pluto TV. It's mm-hmm. free. You don't even oh, have to dude, have an account. American Gladiators? Yes. Yeah. So you can just <laughs> log into Pluto, or you can just go to Pluto TV and... And watch TV. You don't even have to have an account. They have a 24-7 Tosh.0 channel. Oh, God. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, he cracks me up. I used to watch that show all the time. And I like his stand-up is really good, too. But, like, you you can tell it's a bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, you watch, like, still one of my favorites right now is Chris DiStefano. 
Oh, he's. Great. I just think he's absolutely hilarious. Is he's got like that same almost like nervous energy that like um, Pete Davidson has, where like you can you know what I mean, where he doesn't totally seem comfortable comfortable on stage. Yeah, I can um, see that. But I mean, Kristen Stefano just has that. He has like that whole like storied background with his dad and like growing up and like. Oh, his dad, the Italian mobster kind of guy. Oh, the story about when he got expelled from school during nine eleven. Yeah. And his dad is just like goes in and talks to the principal and basically just scares the shit out of him just to get his son back in school. Um, but I mean, I don't, he fucking he cracks me up. I could watch him constantly. I've fallen off the Two Bears One Cave train. I don't even know what that is. That's uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. Oh. I started watching. They had a show on Netflix where they were like hanging out at his cabin Burt with Kreischer. a hot tub. Yeah, that yeah. was that was kind of fun. But I watched a couple episodes, but I didn't, didn't stick with it. No, it wasn't worth sticking with. I also have either of you watched the? They turned his. Um, oh, the machine! The machine into a movie. I've yeah. seen it. it. Was good. I didn't was, it, was, good. was it? It was okay. good. It, you know what I mean? If, I mean, the joke is a riot. Oh, it's oh, one yeah. of the best. Again, this, that, that's why like true life stories are the best for like comedy like if you have something like that like of course and he wasn't going to tell that joke for a long time um it was joe rogan that talked him into yeah into actually like really get, present presenting it on stage huh because he's just like oh yeah i don't know man i don't think that's funny and like i don't want to get anybody in trouble and like he's like no, yeah. you have to tell that joke and i mean it, look it at, made his career a hundred percent oh it absolutely blew him up 100 percent, and, and, and rightfully so it was it's a it's a stellar bit and it's not even a bit. It's just him telling yeah. a story. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he was just that crazy of a human being. Yeah. The willingness to not say no. Yeah. The funny thing about Chris DiStefano, too, is like he's an actual, like, he's a uh, a physical therapist. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, he's a, he's a bright man. Like, you know what I mean? He's smart. He does a little thing. I've told, I brought this up on the podcast, uh, and I, I've talked to Brian about it before. He does, like, a, a YouTube channel where he, it's, uh... I can't remember, like Chrissy tells history or something like that. And it's like him explaining like parts of history. Oh no. Like drunk go- history. Yeah. But like in a goofy way, but he explains, he, he, he loves history. Oh, okay. So, so it's like, it's real. You okay. know what I mean? It's kind of interesting when you find out that stars have different, like, um, someone from, is it queen? No, not queen. Uh, so one of the British rock groups, he's like an actual rocket scientist. Really? Oh, it's I've heard this before. And like Elton John, Rocket Man. Yeah. And like <laughs> Weird, Weird Al Yankovic has a Harvard MBA. Shut like, the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Because he made a fortune off of some satire. Yeah. And that's impressive. Like sometimes you, you find smart. out these wacky or, you know, these people you wouldn't expect or. Did you see his movie? With uh, Daniel Radcliffe, I want to. Oh no! I, I heard you talking about UHF. No, yeah. Oh <laughs> no, he, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did that. Like he purposely made himself because he doesn't. He doesn't drink a lot. He doesn't do drugs. He didn't get tied up in any of that stuff. So he purposely made himself seem like a psychopath in the movie, like a typical like rock star. So he that's like, really yeah, like the him like like dating Madonna and like um, wait, all, did all, he really date Madonna? No, oh, no. That's why no. like the whole the whole thing. It's it's not. Oh, I, it's a it's a. Parody of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's clever. I haven't seen. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I really want to. Um, it's on my list. Oh, okay. I really like Daniel Radcliffe. Isn't so. it? The, isn't it the, the singer of Weezer? He's got like he went back to Harvard or Yale or something like that to get his doctorate. That's Maybe they, t- they took a break for a little bit, and that was just Rivers him. Cuomo. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you're smart with a name like that. You have to be. Yeah. His parents parents were probably like, okay, 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 he's going to be a genius. What do you got? Wait, is he related to Perry Cuomo? I don't know. Like the crooner from the 50s? That I don't know. That would be interesting. Anna was very intrigued to hear that um, Rashida Jones from Parks and Rec and from The Office is Quincy Jones' daughter. I did not know that. Yeah. Dude, I just found out. Guys, all you got to do is Google some stuff. That's that's what I'm doing. There's a a woman on Billions. Her her character name is Kate Sacker, and her name is Candela, or I think she just goes by Dola, Dola Rashad, and I never put it together. I never put it together. It's Felicia Rashad's, or whatever, yeah. The the mom from the Cosby Show and Ahmad Rashad, and I was like, oh man! And now every time she like looks at the screen, I see Claire Huxtable looking up. Like she had a distinct nice. look, and I'm like, man, I see it every time now. Rivers is not related to Barry. Okay, but it, did it pop up on Google? Like it's been asked before. Oh no, I just looked up uh, Rivers's Wikipedia page. Oh, because like sometimes you're like, is this a dumb question? And you're like typing it into Google, and it pops up. And you're like, it's not a dumb question. A lot of people have asked it. Well, it could be a dumb question. Just a lot of people asked it. Okay, you know what? There's no such thing. It's a dumb That's question. True. And there's the teacher inside of Brian. No, well, so I used to say there's no dumb question unless it's already been asked like if someone's goes when is this due and then 10 minutes later someone says when is this due dumb question i heard it too yeah i heard it too somebody yelled brian yeah they need to figure it out <laughs> you can take a pause for a second i'm like i wear uh i often wear cargo shorts to work Oh, nice. Um, Utility, man. Well, and I'm sometimes I'm in the warehouse. Sometimes I'm crawling under people's desks. I've ruined a couple pairs of nice pants and, and like, polo shirts. Oh, that's right. You're IT. Yeah. So you have to... I'm like, why the fuck are you climbing under people's desks, Jason? (laughs) You silly savage. (laughs) You dirty dog. And so, like, I keep a shirt um, at the office. Mm -hmm. um, But, like, you know, on, on, like, board meeting days, I'll wear pants but yeah, yeah. which but one day i wore a pair of pants i don't know why and my boss my boss looked at me she goes you feeling okay it's <laughs> like why it's like you're wearing pants. you're not wearing your cargo shorts <laughs> it's fear of being fired i want to look nice today <laughs> yeah I, that's how i go into work every day i'm like you know what i better dress nice this could be my last day <laughs> i i hate you know having been in corporate i was very fortunate to work at a progressive tech company where there was no enforced dress code other than like you can't wear you know daisy dukes and shit right. but other than that like you could wear no showing up in a bar at speedo there was yeah, yeah there was no like you weren't allowed to wear sweats but you could wear jeans you could wear leggings joggers whatever um but now shifting even now i you know help consult for another company and and it's just jeans which is fine, but I showed up and my I met up with a buddy downtown who works at a bank. And he's like, wow, they let you guys wear jeans, huh? Wow, we're really moving forward in this day and age. And he's like in a full suit. And I'm like, all right, easy there, banker boy. I like but, I like dressing like I like wearing a full suit. But like I was talking to Sam the other day um, 
and we were talking about like because there's a restaurant in Barrington that him and I used to work at called McGonagall's, and it's an Irish pub. It's closed. Professor, Professor uh, McGonagall's. No, no, no. It goes all the way till um, the thirty first. <laughs> yes, same. The very same. She got into the bar business. Um, <laughs> Out of wizardry <laughs> into bars. And uh, him and I, he he sat down the other day at the bar, and we were like kind of reminiscing about it, and like um, we were talking about how nice it was. You could wear and again anything, anything. Um, speedos were probably out of the question, but like, I mean, I would literally just throw in a pair. They didn't say not to. <laughs> I mean, shorts in the summer, jeans in the winter, and just any McGonagall shirt or any shirt that had a liquor brand on it, like, did not matter. Um, and we could wear hats. And that was the one thing that we, like, were like, oh, I miss that. I miss being able to, like, fuck it, I'm not doing my hair today and just, like, throwing on a Jameson hat. Yeah, I hate doing my hair for work. Well, you got a lot to manage. Same. You know I mean? Same. I also, yeah. it takes me forever. I Dude, it takes at least five seconds to dry. All right. You know, I got <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't have to put the Avita styling gel on my hair today. It's not gel, okay? It's a fucking clay. Sorry, it's clay. Pomade. No, pomade's got like that greasiness to it. I know. I do texture tonic. Don't you want to look like George Clooney from Old Brother Where Art Thou? Always. Yeah. Always. That's like my goal. Gotta go with a pomade. <laughs> I always talk about shaving my head. I was like, fuck it. I'll keep the beard. I'll shave my head. And then you go. would look very interesting with a shaved head. You would look. Especially if you kept the beard. I don't know. I feel like like punk. Yeah. Yeah. Very like going shaved head. Back up anthrax. Yeah. Okay. Or, or uh, brewer. You know. Oh, definitely. Definitely. definitely, brewer. Brewer. definitely yeah. You would beer. definitely wear those uh, like Irish cap type things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that like hipster brewers wear. Yeah. Yeah, that would be you with the, the shaved head. The only people I know that brew beer nowadays actually have like long hair. Uh, same, but they're all females, so. Okay. <laughs> we got a little brewery over here in town. Um, we do? Black and gray. I didn't know they brewed. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were just like a bar. No. With their own beer that they <laughs> brewed. God damn it. <laughs> I was so close. You got you got there in the end. Yeah, yeah. it happens. <laughs> Do they serve regular alcohol? No, no. See what is okay. Listen, you have to get a different license for that. Oh, that it's harder. Makes sense. It's harder for a brewery. Because I was in Crystal Lake on the twenty third, and we were bouncing from bar to bar, and they wanted to go to Crystal Lake Brewing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking go to a brewery. I, do they have any alcohol? They're like, no. They have their special beers. And Crystal Lake Brewing is pretty well known yeah. for having some good beers. And I was like, yeah, but do they have rum or whiskey or bourbon or or even vodka? And they're like, no. I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not doing beer at the end of the night. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of them out there. I would there. do beer at any time of the day or night. See, I, I can't. If I'm drinking, like I want to keep drinking and beer just fills me and i'm done uh, okay i have i literally have one beer and i'm like well i'm full i am mm. a i'm a big fan of the beer mosa in the morning yeah like a good so, a good sophie or matilda from goose island with mm. some fresh squeezed orange juice and the closest thing to it is tropicana orange juice just so you know you like that yeah <laughs> that was good i was about to be like there. what and then i, I was like oh i see what you're doing there <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, Tropicana. Speaking of p- picking things up, uh, you know, all the Christmas gifts, like you don't realize this going into parenting, but like all the things you have to put together after oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And Anna got Ben, it's like a, 
basically the, like a the side thing. No, it's oh. a. Um, oh, that's dope though. They do love that. But yeah. it's a mechanical hand that you have to build, and it teaches them about like hydraulics and like CMOS. Like yeah, engineering and well, she didn't realize that it was ages like twelve and up. And so like, it's, it, it's all what do they call that die cast where you have like the big uh, frame and you have to clip each piece out. Yep. And it's like six sheets of that plus these two other, you know, you got to put this whole thing together. And Ben really wanted to do it. And so I was like, you know what? Yesterday I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll do this. I can do this. I can put this together for him. And like, it's not that it was difficult, but it took me probably, time consuming. Oh, it took me like three and a half, four hours, like broken up throughout the day to snip everything. I finished it finally last night at like nine o'clock last night. Snipping it out? You have to snip out little pieces. <laughs> yeah, like a model car, like yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you have to Al's put them together. Shop and then, Elmhurst, like, I remember it, it. You're dealing with these like hy- uh, hydraulic cylinders, and like they have little springs and plungers in them, and you have oh, to put shit. you have to fill them with water, um, and like you know what I mean when you press on it. Obviously, it's put, forcing the water into the other uh, chamber and pulling something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's you know it's a big claw. It's a robotic mm-hmm. hand, and it's super cool. But man, oh man, was it, by the end of it, I was like, okay, like I need to drink. I wasn't going to drink today, but I need to drink now. <laughs> Anna just has certain expectations of her children. You yeah. need to raise your standard. Yeah. Ben needs to be an engineer. Yeah. And when I was done in with first it, grade. Yeah. Yeah. When I was done with it, I walked up on, I was in the shower and I just walk in and I go, <laughs> <laughs> with the big robotic hands uh, just flipping off my life. Yeah. <laughs> and the, her response is, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> is it? It is. It is really neat. And Ben was super excited when he came downstairs this morning. I was done. Jason, did you get anything uh, exciting for Christmas? Don't you usually of... get a whiskey? Yeah. What did you get this year? Um, Mom gave me a bottle of uh, Makers. Makers? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I love Makers. Is like my go-to. That and Woodford are like my just everyday drinks. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. Not bad choices. I want to try... Makers has got a new... Um, some sort of new barrel one out that I want to try. Uh, we've tried that here. It's mm-hmm. a, the cask strength. Well, they've had the cask strength out for a while, but there's a new, like, different version of it. Interesting. 46 cask you strength. You know what? Anna's dad. Uh, 12 year. Yeah. 12 year and three month. Coffee ground. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Red wine it, barrel. They yeah, 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 yeah. They grind it through a coffee grinder, and then they put they, it in a wine barrel. They stomp one single grape Correct. into the mash. 100%. Um. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, Anna's dad wanted to be nice. And for Christmas Eve, he, like he called on, he's like, Hey, I want to make sure that there's a whiskey for Kevin to drink at the house, which Aww, I thought was sweet. That's nice. And so like, she texts me, she goes, what, what, you know, what whiskeys do you like? I said, well, I don't want your dad buying like an expensive one. I said, if you can find Buffalo Trace, awesome. Um, it is so difficult to find. Yeah, they usually have it at Woodman's. You just have to ask. It's really? In, it's in the back. Uh, it's like anywhere else. Like they've got, they, dude. I ask at Benny's right now. No, don't go to Benny's ever. Why? I like Benny's. I, it's super awesome, but all their stuff goes so quick because some yeah, people, people like just, go they, to Benny's. They're just diehard Benny's. But like, I bet you you could go up to the Jewel of the Street and be like, "Hey, you got any Buffalo?" And they might have some in back. Fucking. But he went to Woodman's and asked for it. No, and, they're busy texting you saying, "Hey, we got something yeah. for you." Shout out Caitlin. Shout out Leah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, he went and he's like, he's asking the person in the liquor department. He's like, Hey, I'm trying to just get something for my son-in-law to drink at the house. And do you have any Buffalo trace? And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some in the back. I'll go grab you a bottle. And it happened to be a store pick. Oh, cool. And it was a single barrel Buffalo trace. I always love those. Yeah. The store picks. Well, it's, the... well, it's like, it's like, I've never heard of a single barrel Buffalo trace. I don't know if you guys know of, uh, 
microphone brewing yeah. in Elk Grove. Absolutely. So they re- they now have, uh, and actually I should get over there and pick one up. Um, they have their own um, uh, Maker's Mark. No. Yes. No. Yes? Mm? No. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, who does the stave ones? It's Maker's, right? I don't know. My my brain just suddenly shut off. Anyway, like their their owner and head brewer got to do a, a stave pick and create their own bottle and yeah. sale at the brewery. And I love that kind of stuff. The what uh, is a store pick? It's so, literally they 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 pick a barrel or a blend from the actual distillery itself. Oh shit! So yeah. they kind of create their own little custom. Yeah, that's cool. And for Woodman's to go single barrel, I thought that was just super neat. Yeah, I thought it was super super. Colorado neat. Springs has a bourbon barrel society like a, just a group of informal group of people and every once in a while they get distilleries to do pick to do yeah. picks for them yeah and you can pick them up at local stores and um wasn't colorado get like starting to really blossom into the whiskey game oh it is with like breckenridge and breckenridge has been out for a long time um there are a lot a lot of really good much smaller um independent distilleries and stuff yeah. um Two of the big ones that we've got in Colorado Springs are 291 and Axe and Oak. Axe and Oak, you, 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 you got to yeah, yeah. yeah, that went quick. The one I was yeah. trying to think of, Kevin, is uh, Maker's Mark Cellar Aged Bourbon um, 2023. It's a blend of 70% 11-year and 30% 12-year. Hmm. So it's like 11 and a half years. But they just released that this year, and I something I want to try. Yeah, Maker's. Well, I mean, Maker's Mark is really the reason that there's like a, um, you know, a high end whiskey trade because they came out with Booker's, um, back in the day, and like, you know, nobody was expecting like there to be ever. You know, whiskey was like a, a twenty dollar bottle for you know Evan Williams or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Fuck Evan Williams. That was one of my worst hangovers. Their bottled and bond, their hundred proof is really good. I will never do it again. Yeah, it was really good. I see. When I got it, I was like, "Oh, this is just like the store brand uh, Jack Daniels because they look so similar." Yeah. And like I thought it was Signature Kitchen Jack Daniels. <laughs> Turns out it was not Signature Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> this is the extent of my, you know. It's funny, and I I know we've casually mentioned it on the podcast, but. Kevin, you know, obviously works in the restaurant industry, has certain access to really, really good whiskeys and bourbons. Yeah. And so, like, I'll talk about some of the whiskeys and bourbons I've had to, like, people that are actual, like, efficient. I was like, love whiskeys and bourbons yeah. and really get into it. And they're like, oh, yeah, I could really go for that. I was like, yeah, I had that once. Had it <laughs> uh, before a couple podcasts, you know. And they're well, like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you know. Some uh, Van Winkle uh, Buffalo Blanton guy. Yeah, yeah. I did that. That, it was one. A little, that one was a little burning Bang. on the back there's, of the throat. There's yeah. a there's one here um, out in DeKalb that I really love called Whiskey Acres. Yeah, um, yeah. They do a blue popcorn uh, bourbon yep. every year. It's a seasonal release. Yeah, and I absolutely love that stuff. I've met the owners a couple of times. They've come into the restaurant. Nice. Very very nice people. Yeah, they make good stuff. And I discovered this blue popcorn a few years back. Why, yeah. well, hold on, is it blue? Yeah, it's, I don't it's drink like, blue it's things. Like, I don't drink blue. It's things. the whiskey is not blue. Okay, cool. um, it's still brown. Don't worry. It's uh, what do you call <laughs> what it? A, what the fuck is heirloom. this? UV whiskey? It's it's air, it's like an heirloom cool. line, a popcorn, and uh, 
Does they, it taste like buttery popcorn? Or No. Oh. Um, but one of the cool things is they grow their own grain. <laughs> yeah. It's grain, um, grain to bottle, they call it. Yeah. Yeah. But so, it's mean, one of those that like started out and nobody knew about it. And so I'd get a bottle when I was in town. And then last year... I was coming into town like two days after the release. And I'm like, great, I'll drop by the store and pick one up. Well, now everybody knows about it and yeah. it sells out in a day. And I'm like, luckily yeah. this year I got here in time. Did you? <laughs> yeah. They've been, they've been around for a little while now because we used to carry it at the restaurant. Yeah. Back in the day. They're business cards for Whiskey Acres. They're like the metal ones. Oh, nice. Like the owner had like a golden card, like cast in metal. And I was like, this is like an important person for sure. Like that'll stand out in the old billfold. Now I'm just thinking of American Psycho. We we've had yeah 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 where they're looking at the business cards and comparing them. Ivory. Yeah yeah, um, yeah we've had some bottles that you and I have opened on the podcast that I think if some people knew we opened that bottle on the podcast they'd be, they'd be like what the fuck <laughs> like well, and you have access to get them at wholesale or like not at a yeah. fair price yeah and then the secondhand market they go for hundreds. We drink uh, an E H barrel proof on a podcast and i actually got a bottle for the house not too long ago um and that one it's like second second hand you know it's going for like 1200 bucks um i saw it at the liquor store or the gas station down the street because he's got a big collection of it because now the way that sazerac does their point system it's like if you bring in you know fireball cruising wheatley and all that stuff and go through or 99 bananas that's another sazerac one no kidding <laughs> yeah yeah they own all those stuff all that stuff now but if you're buying all that like you get more points towards getting nicer bottles, okay. and they were selling a bottle of EH Barrel Proof for about eight ninety nine, as an eight hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah, because the owner of the gas station comes up to me, he's like, "Yeah, oh, you want a bottle out of there?" I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I really want that Barrel Proof EH, but I was like, I'm not spending nine hundred dollars on it, man." He's like, "Well, how much would you pay for it?" I was like, "MSRP of like a hundred and twenty." He's like, yeah, yeah, "I don't think so." I I despise the secondary market and i will not i will not buy things from people yeah. like that it just yeah. pisses me off <laughs> yeah but why why has sazerac and drink. buffalo trace done that like they're not the ones doing it it's yeah, collectors but, but so here's the thing it's it is sazerac and people doing, who are after money it's sazerac doing it it's you know they're withholding a, they're a big debate there's a big debate whether it's the distributors or whether it's sazerac mm. I think I have some insider knowledge that it is Sazerac that's the one doing it, but it's just like what Three Floyds used to do where it's like, oh my gosh, we're so limited release. Right. Oh, this and this. And and Sazerac kind of like took advantage of COVID and was like, oh yeah, we don't have anyone here to bottle, so everything's going up in price. And I mean, during during the pandemic, during shutdowns, they were selling bottles of Blanton's for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Um, it M got it got insane. MSRP up until about maybe even like three months ago was like sixty eight bucks. Now it's going for like seventy five, seventy six, something like that. I just bought a bottle at Jewel, um, but it, they they've just inflated their prices so much, and it, a lot of it's greed, a lot of it's a money grab. But if you're getting it at a store like Jewel or even at like at, at Benny's too, they sell at MSRP. Yeah, yeah. So like you're not going in there and getting nickel and dime. But if you go to a liquor store, there's Route 31 Liquors down the streets had a, had they've had the same two bottles of Weller Antique 107 on their shelves for like $170 a piece for like 6 months or longer probably now cuz nobody wants to go in there and pay it. You know, the only people that are are paying those kind of prices are people that have that kind of disposable income, which nobody really not does. Not a lot of people anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I like I love Whiskey, I mean, I'm I'm the brown liquor fan. I love yeah. whiskey, scotch, bourbon, and I love good stuff, and I want to drink Captain Morgan. Right, no. Good brown. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it's brown! I had a bad experience with it. Artificially. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of spiced rum in general, but I had a bad experience with it. I don't Captain even Morgan. know what the fuck the difference is. 
Um, spice but, rum. I and I'm also, rum I'm also not the, I'm not the biggest rum drinker. It's more whiskey, scotch, and bourbon. But and I want to drink thought the you good were stuff. Jimmy Buffett guy. I don't. I got Brian a bottle. I'm of... not saying I. I'm not saying I don't drink rum. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just whiskey, scotch, bourbon. Those are my primaries. Rum would probably be the next category for me. Okay. Okay. But I'm not willing to pay collector prices because I want to actually drink the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like I got a. I got Brian a bottle of uh, Ron Zacapa. Uh, yeah, that was tw- good. Twenty-one year, or no, th- it was a thirty-year, a thirty-year-old nice. rum. It was actually we pretty... drank that straight like it was a whiskey, and I didn't. Yeah, you I mean, would it was, when it's it was thirty good. years old. It was really good. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I, I didn't I, even use a splash of RC. I won't stop people, but I will definitely judge people who take expensive liquor and mix it. <laughs> well, so it's <laughs> what's the, this and I know we've had this. Yeah, kind of, or you guys have had this Sprite, you know. Yeah, you're t- uh, Elmer T. Lee. Yeah. Elmer T. Lee, and I, br- Jason's heard this because I've told this on the podcast before. But he, there's a video of him out there where he's saying the way that he drinks his Elmer T. Lee is two ounces of Elmer T. Lee and like two or three ounces of Sprite over ice, and he's like, "That's the way I like it. It tastes delicious." And more, and, and good on you, but I will judge you. <laughs> yeah, well, and so here's the thing: the way I think about it is two twofold. The first fold being. You're spending a lot of money. It should be something that's going to be so flavorful you don't need to add anything. Certainly. Or you appreciate it in a certain way. That's how I feel about but coffee. The, but the second way, the second way is... a nice Ethiopian Yergashev right now. Nice. Yergashev. <laughs> the second thing is if you're going to spend money, you get to do with it whatever yeah. you wish. Hell yeah. That so is it's true. Kinda, it's that like, is true. I get both sides. It won't sides. stop me from judging you, though. No, no, you're right. You're right. I will say, though, that I used to be very anti-ice. and to, to Really? For, for most whiskeys and bourbons, I still am. I use stones um, because I like the straight flavor. I don't want it diluted. Um, but I, did, I am a bit of a convert on some of the really hot stuff. Um, because it does help take the sharp edge off and mellow it a little I bit. I thought you were um, supposed to open it up with a splash of water. I open it and up that's with what my the ice hands. <laughs> okay. Bottles open. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I open it up with a, a packet of Splenda. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Michael Scott. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm going to... See, I, I drink almost... All my whiskeys exclusively over ice. I don't... The only thing I don't do with ice is like Irish whiskeys. Because um, they're just so sweet and so floral. Um, but I mean... I, I have but never to, gotten that from Jameson where it's no, sweet and you floral. Can't be, not Jameson. You got to do like patties. You got to do like... Okay, I had patties with you. Love patties. Delightfully Bernie. Mm, so good. <laughs> Hellcat Maggie's another good one. It um, tastes like burning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I get. But <laughs> actually, uh, against, your, against your point, because I like high-proof whiskeys. Like I like barrel proof. Oh, I like I them. like cask I'll drink them for um, sure. But I have a bottle of Stag Jr. at the house that I'll drink without ice. And it's like 129 proof, and it's delightful. It doesn't drink like 100. When we did the EH barrel proof, same thing. I mean, it, it was... Some of them know. don't. We yeah. uh, we had one the other night at my friend's house, and I can't for life me remember the name. It was You had a lot of it then. Yeah, it was 116, <laughs> and it was sharp. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a really good flavor. Yeah. But if I was going to sip it all night, I'd need to take the edge off. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how you taste the stuff if it's so burny <laughs> hot uh <laughs> i don't know man you just get used to it it's like spicy foods i mean i get used to it i'm a man i have hair on my chest i can do it but no i think well. every whiskey's every whiskey's different and should be treated differently that's why i, I like too. that's why i liked um i also like weller 
and Weller's bi- were stuff. very smooth. And, and and anytime you go out and you see a weeded bourbon, you should pick it up because that's right up your alley. Because that's what Weller is. Is it's it's a weedier. It's a weeder. Cool wheat. I like. Uh, um, yep. It just it just escaped my brain. Willer. Oh, uh, Woodford's wheat. They make a weeded one. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Buffalo Trace makes makes a weeded bourbon, uh, but it's one of those ones you can't get your hands on. So it's like what the. But they also make a rye. Um, that's delightful, but again, you can't get your hands on it. I also enjoy tasting the same bottle in different ways. Um, oh, so because so one with you'll take Pepsi, like a barrel proof and you'll you'll Coke. drink it and then you'll drink it with a like a drop of water and then you'll drink it with an ice cube and like it it changes the flavor profile a bit. It's kind of a lot like Kevin will get this reference. I don't know if you will. Um, it's a lot like coffee. If you take the same coffee. Yeah, and, and you add and more and more cream. And brew it, pour over, AeroPress, uh, siphon, um, drip pot. Like, every one of those is going to taste different. Well, and, and, like, and you're you're lumping some into a category because you could tr- there's millions of different, not millions, there's a ton of different ways to do pour over. Like, I did Chemex this morning. Right. But there's Hario V6, V60, there's yep. a Kalita Wave, yep. there's the Hive, there's the, you know what I mean? There's all these different ways. Half and do. half. That's right. <laughs> they call it a fitty-fitty. Um Milk. <laughs> Leche. Uh, that was one of the fun things. I went to the, not this year, but I went downtown to the Starbucks Reserve Roastery. Mm-hmm. And you can actually get um, at one of the like seven coffee bars in yeah. that store. Uh, you can do a coffee flight where they give you the same coffee brewed six ways. Yeah. I did not know that. We yeah. went. I have also no desire to taste coffee in six different ways. Because every way I've ever tried it, I was like, nah. I, I'm pretty like if I if I have the time and especially now because like I was just saying my mom got me a really nice um, pound of coffee for Christmas and um, shout out Conscious Cup Coffee Roasters in Crystal Lake my guys I've ordered from them I go. think because of you way to go Mike I You're think I heard you it, talk buddy. about them and they're, I ordered some they're opening up an, a full a full ro- roastery now they're nice. not just going to be roasting out of their their coffee shop in Crystal Lake anymore which is good that means there's some 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 good growth there. Um, but I'm I'm pretty strictly like Chemex. I think Chemex is one of the best brew methods out there. Um, it's like that perfect blend of like immersion um, and drip. Um, ooh, power outage. That was fun. Did it reboot your computer? No, we're good. Okay. <laughs> we're good. That was a different circuit. <laughs> Brian looking up like he's is, scared. Is, is it, it that doll? ghost you've is got in the attic is, is, playing is with the, the toys? Do you ever hear the toy? No, we don't. No, so, dude. so you guys reference it, but I don't believe I've ever actually heard it. Oh man, I don't know. And of course, it's not going to happen because yeah. you're here, right? I don't know what's more terrifying though: the toy going off up there, or the bat that'll come in occasionally. Yeah, oh. there's a bat. That <laughs> we will literally in sit in here, and it's always over the summer when we're like minimally dressed. And it's just like I can't like hide in my coat from the bat. Like, <laughs> it, it'll swoop right over here. It usually sticks around the big yeah. portion of the garage, but like, yeah. But it'll it'll do a a drive by the tower, you know. Yeah, quick flyby. Yeah. Can do a flyby. But I so with bats, I was I thought I didn't think bats were that harmful, and I don't think they are unless they actually do bite you. Well, they can carry disease, I think. Yeah, they yeah. carry rabies, right? They're yeah. one of the biggest rabies spreaders. Yeah. But I didn't know that. I which is weird because it's in the office, you would think, oh, yeah. yeah. But I thought that was you know, I was going to say, I also don't believe everything I hear in the office. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I was like, oh. And I was with my team. I was like, oh, bats are great. Because I told them once, like, 
I was on the garage last night, and then this bat came out of nowhere. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, I hope you didn't get bit. I'm like, I didn't get bit. Bats aren't, they're not going to attack you unless you attack it. They're like bees. It's fine. And they're like, then they, like, all started sending me these, yeah. like, articles. Factoids about oh, yeah. bats. How, like, how big of a spreader of rabies they are and, like, how mm-hmm. they'll destroy entire countries if they overpopulate. And I'm like, oh, all right. That should be on lookout for that. <laughs> Yeah. What if it's a vampire? Because we've never heard, we've never heard the toy, the while, toy the while the bat's around. Okay, I like this. I think we're on to something. Yeah, and it turns into hiding in the attic, playing with toys, and yeah, coming out. it's a it's it's a Kirsten Dunst from Interview with a Vampire. I knew it. Just a, a child vampire playing with the toy. Goddamn. It all makes sense. Bats are just like politicians. Just a bunch of blood-sucking creatures, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> you know, I was about to be like, you, go on. You like to label all of the politicians. Yeah. You mean my employees? Yeah, sure, tax dollars pay their salaries. Oh. But. <laughs> hey, I'm Kevin. I'm your boss from uh, from Illinois. I want to talk to you about your performance. Can you, do you have a minute to sit down? Don't care if you do. Sit down, bud. <laughs> Don't be so scared, Brian. Brian, so now that my phone has no case on it, Brian gets nervous when it's hanging off the... I oh. would if it had a case. Really? Yeah. You're such a sweetheart. I like get it. very nervous about anything being near edges. I do too. Really? Yeah, I tend to push things towards... Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if the kids are around, I do. But no. When they're not, I live life on the edge. No, absolutely not. I'll hang my iPhone 50% on, 50% off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, Jason. You're going to give that man a heart attack. We've, we've, been, we've been talking. See, we're starting to fall into a very dangerous trend of shooting the shit. Like, we used to shoot the shit for like 10, 15 minutes of the episode mm-hmm. and then be like, all right, we have like 40 minutes of content. We've really got to crank we have it out. Fi- we have 50 so far. Yeah, we're at 50. I do want to talk about food pantries. Getting back to it for the last like, you know, 10, 15 minutes of this fucking podcast. What have you noticed, you know, over the last two and a half years? What has been changing? Are are we in better shape with either supply, supply chain? Is the demand still growing? You know, I mean, demand growing at a food pantry is not a good thing. At a grocery store, great thing. Yeah. At a food pantry, not a great thing. So what, what kind of trends have you seen in food pantries uh, more recently? I definitely think uh, that the supply chain is probably more stable. Okay. Um, it's gotten, as we all know from our own grocery bills, a hell of a lot more expensive. So you feel like food pantries We feel, feel the feel effects of the inflation just like you do. Um, and so the food is costing more. It's costing more to move it around. Um, although, you know, fuel has subsided a little bit. Yeah. But diesel, and the freight market was like one of the worst we've ever seen. So. Right. And diesel's more expensive, so and diesel moves differently than gas sometimes, I think. But yeah, that's, it does. that's also not my world. Um demand has gone up, but it came down after COVID. So it, it skyrocketed during COVID. Sure. It came back down a little bit as everything started to open back up and a lot of people got their jobs back. Then inflation hit, and I think, you know, I'm not a professional in this regard. Um, I do the food procurement in the IT, but um, I think uh, what we have a significant problem with in this country that people uh, lose sight of when they hear 
that the economy's doing well and the unemployment's low and that the number of new unemployment claims has fallen. Um, we have a significant underemployment problem. Yeah. Um, people have jobs, but they're not making the money they need to pay their bills and their rent or their mortgage. Or, you know, their water heater fails and that's it. You know, that thousand bucks just threw them upside down. It's catastrophic. And that happens a lot. Um, So, you know, I think you probably heard this term a lot on the news and in other places. The working poor, Mm -hmm. you know, is is a lot of that. Yeah. And so with procurement, how has the supply been? I know the supply chain is fine. Yeah. But what about like, you know the the yields and and what's coming in i would say donations are down um because uh a lot of brands pulled back the width of their offerings Hmm. um you know if there were i don't know i'll just pull something out of a hat here if there were 30 flavors of oreos before the pandemic now there's 12 Mm -hmm. right so there's less product stores are carrying less so there's less left over to donate Oreos are probably a bad example there, but it, you can yeah, kind of sure. fit anywhere. Sure. Um, and because everything's so expensive, you know, people are buying less or they're, they're, they're buying what they need for them. They're not buying extra to donate or they're not donating extra money because they don't have extra money. Um, so, you know, a lot of that affects, um, and, and because, uh, because of inflation, getting the same amount of food as we were, you know, however many years ago, that that money buys less food now, so we either have to get more money or buy less food. With the donation principle, like, do you receive more donation in the form of cash or revenue? Like, uh, not revenue, or do you receive more donation in the form of actual food from like local grocers and stuff like that? I don't, I don't know how to translate that in terms of the the retailers. We get a, a significant amount of donations from major retailers, local stores, things like that. Um, I would have to do a lot of uh, spreadsheeting to sure, kind of compare sure. that to our, our monetary donations. But we, from the general public, we get a significant amount of it in monetary donations, not food. We do get food drive food, and it's important. Um, but we also stress um, the dollar because, you know, that can of green beans that you buy to donate at Walmart is mm. 79 cents, right? Right. I can buy it because I buy a truckload of it at a time. I can buy it for 49 cents. Yeah. You know, but five years ago, it cost me 35 cents. So like George, George Bush said, just send cash. Yeah. Just send cash. Yeah. I (laughs) listened to the funniest podcast lately. I don't remember whose it was, um, but it was a whole podcast on the George Bush broccoli incident. Hmm. Do you remember this? No. You might have been too young. I do remember this. No, I voted for him. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay. (laughs) I, I remember it happening, but I didn't. I never, I wasn't pay, really paying attention to politics at the time, so okay. I didn't remember it stretching out. I don't, I don't remember now what caused it, but at some point in an interview, this was about a year into his presidency, he said, or word got out that he had banned broccoli from the White House because he didn't like it, he didn't want it in dishes, he didn't want it in the kitchen, <laughs> and so they didn't serve broccoli on in the White House or on Air Force remember. One, and it blew up nationally, it became this huge thing. And I remember thinking at the time how ridiculous it was that people gave a shit about what the president ate. And now look at the things people freak out about. True. Um, what Obama wore a tan suit and people tan talked suit. about it for months. Yeah. Um, 
but it actually went on more than that. This podcast talked about all the, like he mentioned that like, however many dozens of times in speeches and talks throughout his presidency. Um, and what they were really focusing on was that these, um, vegetable growers, these broccoli farmers, um, this coalition banded together and actually sent a truckload of broccoli, which is about 42,000 pounds, um, to the white house. And it became this big publicity stunt, and the president would have nothing. Genius. The president wouldn't have anything to do with it, but he did send Mrs. Bush out to meet the truck, and they did a whole thing, and because she likes broccoli, and oh, um, that's that's brilliant yeah. marketing. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. I remember the incident of like, oh my god, George Bush doesn't like broccoli, but I didn't realize like how long it how long that kind of lasted through his presidency. Yeah. It, it's it's kids, interesting. Kids at the time were like, the president doesn't eat broccoli. Why do I have to eat broccoli? You mm. know, like <laughs> it's it's really interesting. You know the way media has covered the presidents, and it really started, I think, more with Obama, and then into Trump, where it was just this twenty four seven news cycle. And with Trump, there was just so much material, love, hate, confusing material. Like some people really loved him, some people really hate him. Um, but then there was always this like weird shit that would pop up, like the eclipse where he like looks straight into it and you're like (laughs) supposed to go blind and like weird shit like that really is interesting when you look at the history of presidencies and you know, we, we listened to the podcast very presidential and I found it very interesting. Like what if LBJ had had a 24 hour news cycle? Yeah. And like. I never knew, even as someone who studied presidents in the past, how much of a scumbag he was when it oh, came really? to women. Oh, I didn't know. I had no oh, idea. Yeah. Oh, he had a special button in his room yeah. so he could have affairs in the Oval Office. Yep. No kidding. Yeah. Now Joe Biden turned that button into like an ice cream button. But like it's better than Diet Coke. True. <laughs> yeah. True. Oh God. I didn't realize how much Donald Trump oh, yeah. drank Diet Coke. It was like a case a day, wasn't it? 24, yeah. 24, yeah. 24, 24, 24. I was reading about, I was looking into like diet soda because, you know, it's less calories, no sugar. It's like, I was definitely like, not good for you. No, it's not good for you. But they're like, yeah, but the whole like, oh, diet soda, the artificial sweeteners will give you cancer. They're like, you'd have to drink like right. a case yeah. of Diet Coke yeah. a day. And then you'd read like, Donald Trump drinks a case of Diet Coke a yeah. day. And you're like, they, aspartame, aspartame gave rablets lab rats rablats uh lab rats <laughs> lab rats cancer because they gave them like 10 times their body weight yeah yeah it was it was some <laughs> absurd amount like they had you know the, uh, the body is mostly water and those lab rats it was diet coke yeah. like it was an absurd amount carry on <laughs> didn't um speaking of the 24 hour news cycle didn't that truly break during the gulf wars yeah, I'm sure. Wasn't it did. that wasn't yeah. that when like CNN and MSNBC yeah. and Fox all of them start, yeah. just started doing news twenty four seven? Yeah, because yeah. it was war and it, yeah. it drew people's attention. And, and the technology was there then. Cable, well, you know. The biggest it, issue with that too is that like, there's there's not there's a lot of important stuff going on, but not enough to be talked about twenty four hours a day. No, and so that's what and we that's end up, when you talk yourself into a fervor. And yeah, and then you you talk about Obama wearing a tan suit. Like. Right. Well, and that's like sports, right? There's only so much sports coverage to have, and then you start getting into the nitty-gritty of like <clears throat> certain statistics or certain events happen, like, oh, you know, we're going to cover someone's sprained ankle for the next two weeks right. and have an hour-long update, and then we're going to bring in doctors to discuss it, and it's like 
dude, the guy's on a sprain. Like, he's got a sprained ankle. He's out two weeks. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I think the media coverage of politics is so crazy. I mean, hey, we got a podcast devoted to having the conversation, which is important. But it is definitely, like you said, developed into this uh, fervor that people get into. Like, they, they rile themselves up so much that we find bad stories happening, a Pizzagate-like story, right. because you've yeah. gotten so entrapped by and the people messaging. People spend time on the dumbest things. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter which president it is. I mean, you know, I, I hate the term, but both sides do it. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, the president did something stupid. Let's laugh about it for a minute, talk about it for a second, and move on. Yeah. Let's not spend the next three weeks going over Here's it. Here's a replay of him falling up the stairs again. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I Yeah, I never really liked... When they poked fun at, like, Joe Biden falling off of a bike. Donald Trump, you know, tripping up some stairs. Because like, we all do it. <clears throat> a, yeah, A, we all do it. B, we don't have cameras following us around 24-7. If we did, we'd all be really embarrassed. Right. Yeah. And then also, and this is also a problem, people are getting older as they become president, right? right? And there should be some sort of... Well, yeah, you're a little too old, but even, you know, at 30, 40, 50, you're, you're going to make, you know, mess ups and gaffes and mm-hmm. trip up the stairs. But there's like, play it on loop. I just, I, I don't understand where we're at with humanity where, sure, it's funny and I we'll, we'll watch a TikTok, but to to constantly press a singular person over and over about stupid shit like that, it, it, it starts to... Eat away at the soul of America. If yeah, you, you did ma- away with the 24-hour news cycle or even 12-hour whatever, if you did away with long news broadcasts and forced n- reporters, news people of any ilk to do like a, like what NPR does, what, five or six times a day, it's a, what, five-minute news update, which means they're telling you what happened and they're moving on to the next thing. They're yeah. not discussing no. it in depth. They're not giving opinions. They're saying... You know, I don't know. We'll we'll use we'll use current news like Israel fired rockets at this part of town, and in other news, this happened. In, like, yeah. they're just telling you what happened, and they're moving on. I brought this up with I you. I think guys. that would go way down because people don't have time to sit and stew on stupid stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I brought up when we were at lunch the other day too. Is the the podcast I've been listening to with Mike Baker? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like sometimes it's an eight minute podcast sometimes it's 20 minutes but it's literally here's what's going on and he gives you one thing here's what happened here's how many people were harmed or you know whatever and i, and I think and i told you i started listening to that. yeah and then he'll go on to the next like, well right, i disagree um, with both of your premises because then i'm out of a job with the podcast not true no, you still you still do it you still talk about the news and yeah, I mean, if you, you guys would do it for an you, hour yeah you know you, a couple if, times a week yeah. that i would like to point out that your last podcast drop was like december 11th um in the other news <laughs> Moving on. For those listeners that don't know, uh, <laughs> to, I like to... to text Brian and Kevin repeatedly when there's been more than like a five-day drop yeah. uh, window, and I've, I'll, I'll text them memes of like, tick-tock, tick-tock, you yeah. know, it's been 800 years, what are we talking <laughs> Well, this is, this is uh, now that we're going into January too, like we're going to have more steady, more, more of a I steady I know, the holidays context. get wicked busy. Well, it's the holidays, it was Brian starting his new job, it was me at the restaurant getting busy, and like, um, you know. So we're working our hardest. 
you know, if Spotify the, wants to give us not another podcast, the listeners yeah. demand more. <laughs> I am here to represent the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? And I get it. I get it from John. And this is I the get town it. hall. Folks. I get it. Yeah, I get it from my uncle Jim. You know, I get it from everybody who uh, you know that's in the area that listens. Where I'm like, they're like, hey, what the fuck? You haven't put anything out in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, do you want to pay us to do it? No, that's not what I say. But <laughs> that's what I think. Because um, hey, if this were. Uh, if we got our, our Spotify contract, I'd drop everything. I mean, Dude, what, I mean, what are you changing. doing with my monthly Patreon pittance? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin bought some I, nice coffee. I was going to say. <laughs> that I was, was my say, mom. <laughs> I, do, uh, I do notice that since I was here last, you have added a third full station, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. 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 That was just for you. Yeah. yeah. Boom. You paid for it yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's what we've been doing with your money, asshole. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you like your fucking boom arm mic stand. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So this I is guess so much better, been... and that's so that's so funny because I remember when you were first on, we had all those. Te- I I barely knew how to record. Oh, an you episode. and I had to use the same mic. You, you guys shared we... a mic, and I used your station. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we only had we had the little MIDI input. Now we're at, look at this. Yeah, you didn't say anything about our mixer over here. Oh no, I've been eyeing it. I li- yeah. I, I like a good mixer. Yeah, look at all the lights. <laughs> That means the dude I only use RC as a mixer. Dude, it's a great mixer. To go back, uh, Spotify is supposedly pulling back a lot. They are. Spot- they uh, they are. They've podcasts. shut down a lot of stuff. Like they've they been bought, doing layoffs. Yeah, they bought Gimlet Media, and I think shut just laid every just shut it all down. And I don't think that was their intention when they bought it. No, um, but they are pulling back heavily on the podcasts. I think, I think podcasts are great. I think people find a lot of value in them. But there's only so much value to get out of them in terms of um, advertising. advertising. Yeah. Well, and they grew a lot. I was actually listening to a podcast about about Spotify podcasting and how it went up and then is now coming down. Um, and they were talking about how, um, you know, for Spotify premium subscribers especially, they don't play advertising during music, but they do during podcasts. So yeah. it's another way for them to essentially double dip. Yeah. And get extra revenue. Something's. I, I hate. But Spotify. then I do like the fact that if you're a premium, I love to you hate can them, skip. or I hate to love them. Um, you can skip the commercials. Yeah. yeah. Um, only but, if you, like, but only if you're premium, though. Right. On spot or on on the podcast, you can right do the little 15 second. Uh, but button. they were talking about, and I, they didn't touch on this much, but I suspect, you know, podcast was growing really big, and and it was becoming a big deal. More people were pulling into it, and then during COVID. Spotify or, uh, podcast listening went up like oh. huge because everybody was stuck at home or they were working from home and they were listening to stu- podcasts yeah. all day. Yeah. And so everybody started, you know, building studios and, and Spotify started buying stuff and, and other people. And like, it was all blowing up because yeah. they thought it was going to keep going. And then now everybody's kind of back to work. And I think things are kind of sliding along with other elements. Of course, it's never yeah. just one thing. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, the direction of media is, is fascinating. You know, I do like uh, Gary V in the sense that he always has a really good pulse on where media is going. And yeah. he is very into TikTok and stuff like that now. And he, you know, he called like, not the rise and fall, but like <clears throat> the the uptick in uh, LinkedIn. Like now, uh. you know, like LinkedIn popped off for a little while and it's still it just crosses billionth user i guess hmm. but, i feel like it's died off though yeah it's not it's not something where like it feels when people are quote-unquote contributors it feels like very forced it doesn't feel like yeah. someone who is 
an expert in their field sharing the wealth of knowledge that they have it's like they're trying to gain traction towards their brand I or probably, whatever they do. I probably log into my LinkedIn once or twice a year. I don't have one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely well, you're not one of the billion. Yeah. Well, I'm so unique. <laughs> unique New York. But I think, you know, podcast is the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. <laughs> so, so I think podcasts are very interesting in that sense too. It almost feels like audiobooks like podcasts to me are very similar to audiobooks in the sense that it's just calming sometimes to hear people talk. You either laugh, you cry, whatever you get you you think. But it's it can be difficult to sit and sustain attention to something like a podcast similar to an audiobook where you kind of have to for me i can listen to an audiobook but at some point i got to kind of shake my head and be like okay wait refocus what was being said yeah and i think that can happen with podcasts not not all but certain ones and i think because people are kind of relatively and almost completely back to normal it's difficult to sustain attention and that's why tiktok and youtube shorts and stuff are back you know similar how it was with facebook and twitter like it was just so easy to scroll and move. Uh, I believe you thing. mean X. Yeah. No, I don't mean X. No one uses it anymore. I mean Twitter <laughs> that used to be used. Right. So like people would scroll. I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm not going. Yeah, no, that. people would scroll and move. And it, and it, you didn't have to have a certain level of attentive, attentiveness. You just moved. Yeah. And I think that's why some of the podcast craze has died down is because people have sped back up. Yeah. There was this slowdown. There was a beautiful silver lining to the pandemic and that was the slowdown yeah people not to mention the skies cleared because people weren't driving yeah (laughs) it it really was a yeah it really was a uh what do you call it a um a perfect demonstration of what could be pollution and like hey look we stopped driving it all goes away (laughs) pollution noise pollution yeah Yeah. everything and the idea was it that slowdown really awakened people to living and enjoying life, not making sourdough bread. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, not working so fucking hard right. all the time. Right. And I know I was I was guilty of this, you know, even during the pandemic. But like, it's just something that I think is lost now. Like, it was I a beautiful agree. it was a beautiful moment in history where, I mean, sorry. The pandemic was a terrible time, right? But the, there was that beautiful there were some idea. Silver linings, yeah, there was yeah. That, that people could slow down and like start to analyze. And I do think what's come out of it is this idea of work life balance and people still fighting for that. You know, hybrid models, stuff like that. I think people are still fighting for that. Unfortunately, it seems to be a losing battle. As we yeah. see, like Amazon just came out and said, "Yeah, if you're not in the office three times a week, you basically will never get promoted in this company." Yeah, and so a lot of companies are fighting back for whatever reason Which you might seems, think. It seems so silly to me too, because like the amount of money that they save having people work remote, you know, less less money on heat, less money on electricity. Yeah. You know, but I mean? they like, don't because they still have the office. That's what I'm saying, though. If they just did away with it, I think it would be a different story. Because Jamie Dimon came out not too long well, ago saying that he wants to start bringing back all the Chase employees. Yep. yep. That's a whole nother that's rabbit asset hole, management. Though, of yeah. if companies didn't have office buildings, commercial real estate would collapse, yep. and restaurants it focused in heavily industrialized area would fall apart. And, like, there's this whole... Like 
I don't know that I believe some of the the panic, but I've listened to podcasts where they talk about like the domino effect that could happen no, if certainly. everybody worked from home. Well, <laughs> so here's the thing: I think the centralization of everything would it, we would start to decentralize, right? Yeah. The the hubs would not be, at, but the commercial real estate collapse I think is absolutely true, and that's why you see the companies with the most assets. In terms of commercial forcing people back, forcing banks are so over leveraged in commercial real estate that they cannot see a collapse, and I think that is why they diversified so heavily into residential. Yeah, and I'm all for it. Like I'm like you're all for like, the the commercial collapse. Because, oh, okay. I thought like, you said them buying no, up no, residential. I'm like, no, no, God no, damn no, no, it, no. Jason. What um, is wrong with you've you? You've changed. Yeah, <laughs> you've changed the commercial collapse because, it, in my mind. Um, let these people, all these corporate employees work from home, take these massive, because everybody's like, well, then what do we do with these massive corporate buildings? Turn them in to affordable apartment housing. Yes. Yes. It's not. Which it, we have a huge problem with in this country. Yeah. Absolutely. I would. I just saw a TikTok of the old Kmart headquarters was a revolutionary building designed in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, no, it was designed in the 90s. It has been empty since 2003. Well, that's and like it, the Sears building by yes, us. Yes, I know. Sears bought out Kmart. Yeah. So, But this Kmart building has been empty for the last two decades. Yeah. And it's just sitting there. Yeah. And it's like either A, turn it into housing, or B, knock it down and develop housing. Right. One way or another. There's no excuse for I'm people sure the to be... building's condemned now, too. Oh, yeah. It, it, dude, it's disgusting. Yeah. But... Yeah, at this point, now it needs to be knocked down. Yeah. Just because of the structural integrity, you don't know anymore. But that's what they're talking about with the Hager Pottery building now. Yeah. So we Hager Pottery was huge in our area for many, many, many years. Um, and then the building has just sat there. When did they close down? That was probably what? I don't know. 2006, 2006. I, I know of Hager. Maybe, maybe even sooner or maybe even earlier than that. Um, but now they're finally talking about turning it into some sort of like apartments or like condominiums or whatever, which would be great for our area. I mean, the problem with they, that is like it's going to be just like the new ones that they built over I by DC Cobbs, where it's like, you know, you're talking $2,800 a month right. for a one bedroom. The key like, is the word affordable. Right, right. Because like where I live, they've been building apartment complexes left and right. They're all luxury. Yeah. yeah. A, 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 a studio apartment the size of this corner of your garage is starting at sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and like, for those listening, it's not a big uh, corner. It's itty bitty. <laughs> Your garage is so huge; it's like a studio apartment. No, n- no. other way around. He he meant it the other way. <laughs> our our studio is very small. You know, and I I agree. I think there. The, this is where government and business can work together, in the sense that the businessman can make an investment. You know develop property make money off of it get huge tax breaks but not but be forced to cap rent at a certain price yeah where you are making money especially if you own the development company like you're the contractor and you know where you can not cut corners but make savings and do something in a very profitable fashion the building aspect and then you know, make sure on each apartment you're making three hundred dollars profit. Yeah. Great, and you have a hundred, uh, you know, apartments. You're making what thirty thousand dollars a month. Like that's a great that you, like there's no bad there. Yeah, 
government stepping in to help out, cap the cap the rent, but it's giving you a tax break. Yes, they're losing out on some of the property taxes, fine. But or, it's allowing people to come in and establish themselves. Or you have to build, for every luxury unit you build, you have to build one or one and a half affordable yeah. l- units. You know, something... And um, I know that's the attempt with Section 8, but that's right. not effective. I would argue that uh, it would not be government and business working together. It would be government regulating business because the pessimist in me says there is no business that cares about doing what's best for the people. They care sure. about profit. Well, I think in the and next, that's I think where the government has to step in and regulate things. Yeah. I think yeah. in the next five or ten years, we're going to see a drop off in these luxury apartments too, because I think no one's going to be able to afford them. Well, that's what I keep asking. Like they it's keep gonna happen. going it's up, gonna and happen. I'm like, who is making the money to afford these things? Well, it's not. It's not one person. It's like multiple people moving in together. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I would venture to guess that in most cases, I would call it maybe sixty-four percent. It's it's multiple tenants in one in one. Apartment. You know, you know when you're driving a car that you've driven for a long time, and then all of a sudden it starts shaking. Yeah. You're like, "Oh fuck, something's off." I don't know what, but something's off. I've kind of felt like that about the American economy the last few years, and that was going into COVID, but certainly after, and then since then, where we're yeah, all the economic indicators are pointing in a good direction. The Wall but Street I feel like both, something's going to yeah, break. Both Wall yeah. Street and Main Street look good, but. The people on Main Street, something's off. Like I agree. The 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 inflation has hit, and like people are, but people are making do with it, and yeah. we're just not saving or whatever the case is. And at some point, it's going to tip. There has to, like it's shaking, and you you know structurally something is wrong with the car. The engine is off, or there's a bolt missing, or a belt strap like something is wrong brian knows a lot about cars no (laughs) bolts and straps you know it's all ball bearings these days yeah 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 Yeah. you know (laughs) fuck off anyways something's wrong with the flux capacitor (laughs) there's not enough banana peels (laughs) uh it feels like the the american economy has been revving too hard too long and I think at this point we're starting to feel the ramifications. I think the Fed would agree with you. Well, right. But they, they, well, you know, Jared Powell should have done his job in 2019 before COVID and raised the interest rates then. Um, Granted, you know. Hindsight. Yeah. Well, I criticized it. I don't know why they say hindsight is 2020. I've got no eyes in the back of my head. Um, <laughs> I like your jokes. So does Brian too. He just doesn't like to show it. Brian like really he likes to play hard to get. <laughs> what the fuck? He's like I I enjoy this joke. That's why I have to pause right now. But I'm gonna really pretend like I don't like it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Hey, every once in a while. Yeah. When I use that clip again later. You know what? You're right. Did you? Uh... <laughs> You know, how yeah, many, just, how many, how just many... insert that into podcasts whenever when you're editing. Oh, I do. When you oh, I like, do occasionally. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I do occasionally. Do you? Do but you I, still I have the, the one... clip of "I'm a Republican" or whatever? Oh, it's at the end of every episode. It's at the end of every episode. Is it at the yeah. end of every yeah. episode yeah. still? Yeah, every you episode. Motherfucker, I love. You it. know, the, I'm a Republican now. <laughs> the year you started <laughs> using that song as your intro, uh, it it landed on my Spotify top 100 that year. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! Wait, because of our podcast? No, or because... because I put the song on a playlist and I listen to it a lot. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> which it's really weird to listen to the song because I listen to podcasts at one point two or one point five. 
So the song sounds a lot different going into your podcast than it does when you listen to it normally. Oh, (laughs) interesting. Yeah. I'll never forget the time my mom was listening to the podcast, and she's like, you guys really need to slow down when you talk. (laughs) And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, we talk kind of quick, but like... She had it at like 2X. She had it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I will listen to some at 1.5. Mostly it's 1.2, because if you speed it up too much and there's some, like deep conversation going on it can be you can lose track pretty quick yeah i i, I pumped the news bro, the news podcast to like one and a half okay to blow through them but uh are we 1.2 yeah okay um i Is don't it because of me i speak yeah. slower <laughs> i don't know how because you can go spotify will let you go up to like three or four i think and i'm like how how do you listen to that like, when i when i listen back to edit the episodes when brian's talking i turn it, turn it down to 0.5 so I can listen to that sultry voice just a little bit. Longer. Draw it out yes. even more. Do good, be great. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen that lady on TikTok that pretends to be an NPR reporter in like the year twenty three fifty? Oh yeah, listening to like old rap songs yeah, and yeah. completely misinterpreting them. That was Flo Rida. <laughs> She is one of my favorites now. Yeah, I like the good. mom. I like the mom reporter. And, oh yes, yes, yes. yes. And Breaking she, news. Yeah, yeah. She and she is so good at it. Too. Well, she was a former reporter. Oh, was she? Okay. Yeah, that's where she. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> He's currently in his room throwing a tantrum right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, it's so good. The mother has no idea what to do anymore. She has gone crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's really good when her when her videos pop up. Uh, I always enjoy it, but I've cut, a, back, I've cut back on my shorts time. I allow myself like usually like 15 minutes to 20 minutes. What the fuck is wrong with you? Allow myself 15 minutes. Dude, I'm really trying to get that, you know, long-term memory back. I, there's a dad I follow who's got three kids and he refers to them by his by their age. So he'll say like the three, the five, the seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love him because he'll, he'll jump on and he's like, here's what's going on today. The three is in her room throwing a tantrum because I gave her the peanut butter and jelly that she asked for, and she decided it was yeah. the wrong peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. That's, uh, you're, well, you know, you're not three five seven. You're what? No, that's I'm, close. I'm I'm seven four two. Seven four two. Yeah. Wow, you really took your time on the second one. Yeah. Well, you know what can I say? I mean, he'll be five in May. Oh, okay. So it's close. Yeah, they're like they're all just about two and a half years apart. Just about. My brother and I are five years apart, almost, almost exactly. We How's are Justin all... doing? Good. He yeah. was in town for a few days. Yeah. Um, is he, he left? Is he in Colorado. He left yesterday morning. Actually, no. He's in Western Montana. No shit. Yeah, Great Falls, Montana. He. Mm. Yeah. He. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the one who wants to live in the tropics and always said he was headed I for was Key West say, what, went what, to what, Montana. <laughs> Did you watch a fucking couple episodes of Yellowstone and say, I'm in? <laughs> no, he's still working for the BSA. He's working for okay. the council out there. Um, he's liking it, actually. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, did he request to go to Montana? He's got a friend out there. So he moved to his friend. They worked together at the council here, and his friend moved out there. And so he moved out there, too, and they both work for the council out there now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Montana's and what's interesting to me, when he first moved out there, you forget how vast... The western states are mm-hmm. downers grove which is where i'm from and where i'm staying illinois uh is 15 and a half hours from colorado springs mm-hmm. great falls montana where my brother is it's 15 hours 
almost the same distance. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. I love the West. I've never been. I've never been out I, West. I, I mean, to... I went to Arizona for a day. You've never been to California? I've never been to California. Same. Never been to no. Vegas. Never been to Colorado. I've been to Vegas. But I used to go to Colorado a couple times a year. Were you a snowboarder? Uh, I just had like a family friend that lived out there. Oh, okay. And like, um, like yeah, I would go out. He lived up in... I don't like, know. You strike me as a snowboarder. So no, I, he, I did snowboard. Oh, he, I, I did Keystone and Brackenvale. Um, but um, no, we used to, I used to stay out in Conifer. Okay. Yeah, the Conifer Evergreen area. Um, and that was beautiful. Um, you know, about a 30-minute drive from the Red Rocks and like... I mean, just absolutely gorgeous. There used to be a, I think I've, I've talked to you about this before. There used to be a spot over there in Morrison called, um, oh shit, the Morrison Inn. And it was like a Tex-Mex place and they had a rooftop seating and you could see like the red rocks from the rooftop and like yeah. order 64 ounce margaritas. Oh, fuck. That's yeah. a lot of ounces. Yeah. No, I went to Arizona for a day in an interview and then... I remember that. <laughs> before, before, after that, the only other thing was uh, Arkansas. I went to Arkansas for three days. On for purpose? Work. No. Oh. Good old Arkansas. For work. <laughs> Uber, uh, Uber Freight bought a company for like $2 billion, and I helped with the operations of it. Gotcha. Yeah. The West is interesting. It's definitely a culture shock. <gasps> You know, coming from I've been to Chicago, Oregon. I've been to Oregon once. <laughs> you know, there are there are more people in Chicago land, or actually, I think there's more people in Cook County than there are in the entire state of Colorado. Shut uh, the fuck up, really? Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought at least so in much... Chicago land. Well, yeah, the eight to ten million or whatever they right. say. I would have thought there were more. Just because of time, like I think Denver, of Denver and the Denver area are not as big as you that's think what they I. Are. Yeah. So that's the thing. When I think of any sports town, right? Mm. Uh, you know, Chicago, L.A., New York. I think of like okay, you know, the Colorado Rockies and Denver Broncos. Like, yeah, but they have sports to, teams. Yeah. They got to have like several million, maybe not eight to ten million, but like oh, they they're not far behind, but they are. St. Louis, like shit, like that. Jason, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like for me, like because I went to a Rockies game, it was so much fucking fun. Um, but like going to, you know, was it Coors Field? Mm-hmm. It's like putting a baseball stadium in the middle of Schaumburg. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, like it's not. It's not like a, I mean, there are some big buildings, but it's not like high rises. So another like, buddy of mine who lives in the Denver area that grew up here with me refers to Denver as the snow globe city because the skyline is so small, you feel like you could just set a piece of glass over it and turn it into a snow globe. Oh, that's you know, like where Chicago's skyline is vast. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it just keeps going. So there are 5.13 million people in Cook County. There are 5.8 million in Colorado. (laughs) Way to go. Wow, I did not realize that. Way to go. We did it. (laughs) Because so much of those western states, Colorado, especially Wyoming, Montana, it's just rural, uninhabited land. Well, that like Wyoming, Montana, that makes sense. But again, my stupid sports brain, I think of oh, if they have a they have a t- like a, a sports, major team, sports team. The only one I knew was tiny was Green Bay. Like they don't have multiple teams; they have thus football team, and that's it. But the greater Green Bay area is very populous too. That's my brother and I were talking about this. So you look at individual towns, like the town of Colorado Springs, where I live. I think has shy of half a million people, which sounds huge because the population of, I don't know, Downers Grove is only a couple hundred thousand. Oh, if that. 
but the towns in Chicagoland are so packed together, you really look at them as one giant right area. Right, right. there's Downers Grove, Glen Ellen, Elmhurst, Wheaton, Naperville, Wheaton, yeah. you know, Western Springs, like. Then you're talking millions and millions of people, and yeah. it's different because Colorado yeah. Springs is vastly spread out. Yeah, so there it's not very populous. It's the same thing as like going to like Boulder, which is you know like a college town, right? Um, but like it, you you can drive by it in the blink of an eye. Yep. You know what I mean? It's a cool, it's an awesome area. Like Pearl Street's so much fun. Or it used, I, I haven't been out there in years, but Pearl uh, necklaces are great. Oh boy! Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> This is a whole different podcast. <laughs> um, see, Were we like, not talking like, about jewelry? Like, like freshwater or seawater pearls? Because it matters. How does it matter? Well, one comes from a seaman. Yeah, it does. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other one's just a boat captain. You've never seen the seven seas. I ruined this podcast. <laughs> we did so good. We did so well. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> We were up here, we were here, we were there, now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a roller coaster. I just bring it down to the mud. Mm-hmm. Well, Gosh. I'm getting cold. Me too. I got pee really bad too. <laughs> Jason? Now we just really ruined it. Well, I'm cold. Yeah, I have to pee. All right. <laughs> I'm cast over. <laughs> Wait, did you, you came and got the heater, right? No one said you came and got yeah, the yeah, heater. Yeah, what yeah. was that for? Uh, I decided I, because we cleared all that space in the garage for the boat that didn't end up in the garage, I had room to pull the cars in and clean them. Ah, uh, oh! So I was just sitting in there huffing propane fumes. <laughs> Hardcore. Jesus! <laughs> I was like, am I? I think I'm just lightheaded from leaning over in the car. It's not the gas. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Uh, well, we've been very fortunate to have Jason on this podcast he educated us a little bit on what's going on in food pantries but more just great conversation thanks for listening but thanks for contributing to yeah we should do this every christmas yeah i love I'm, that idea i'm down I love that idea you've officially been on the podcast uh more than anyone else more than anybody else i mean you're basically up there with me and brian nice <laughs> it's like 100 there's, there's you and brian and then there's me <laughs> but you're you're, the, you're in that second tier Dude, you're, because in, you're in tier two a couple of people have only been on yeah. once you'll get your platinum card in platinum the member <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Well thanks for listening everyone. Do good, be great. Thanks for everyone. I'm a Republican now. <laughs>